0: Top of the line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the That's podcast with a KPLUS.com. This show will begin shortly after these messages from our advertisers. Advertising is what keeps the show alive. Your support means they'll continue to advertise, and the podcast will continue to be free.
1: This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Are you in bad pain?
1: You know what I mean. Your knees hurt, your shoulder hurts, and your back! Oh my God, your back! They're constantly killing you! And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here is something you haven't tried. Pain Absolve. Pain Absolve is not available in any drugstore. The only way to get it is by calling today. We're so confident that it will work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription needed. And best of all, each purchase comes with a money-back guarantee. Call now to find out how you can get pain absolved and get rid of your pain. Call 800 261 0783. That's 800 261 0783. 800 261 0783. Call today.
0: 800 261 0783. Are you lacking a little something between paranormal and abnormal? You need the Into the Parabnormal Store, now open at ParabnormalRadio.com. From hoodies to shirts, accessories, and our digital music library, it's all available in the Into the Parabnormal Store. Your purchase directly helps support the show. Thanks for buying from the Into the Parabnormal Store at ParabnormalRadio.com.
1: Interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
0: A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States. Aliens from an unknown location have been
2: reported in multiple states in the United States.
1: When the lights go down, the
2: paranormal comes alive. Is not an alien force already among us. Major sighting here. There's something
1: out here. Can you repeat that commander belt? It's coming at me. dark depths of a secret dungeon deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. You're traveling somewhere between abnormal and paranormal into the paranormal. We are
0: controlling transmission. Have you ever read a book? Have you ever watched a movie and you've got the feeling that it is not too far from reality? I've been reading an awful lot of books lately. Of course, more of, uh, most of the books that I have been um, reading have been dealing in true, cold, hard facts. But sometimes it is fun to think about what is possible. What if the plot actually became reality? And if that reality was revealed to you by connecting with a spiritual entity, what would you do with that information? Dr. Susan Plunkett has uh, penned a new book. It's called Mission from Venus, in which she believes she has channeled information about the origins of humanity, our purpose, and the involvement of dimensional beings on Earth. She received her doctorate in 1989. Dr. Plunkett is a writer and a psychologist in private practice in New York City. I'm really honored to have you on the program.
3: Thank you so much. It's a great joy to be here. I love your intro. What's more exciting than ETs coming to every state? Nothing.
0: And for all intents of purposes, uh, that could be the reality that we are living in at this current day and age.
3: Oh, it is the reality we're living in. I, mean, I don't mean that they're coming. In my reality, they're actually they're incarnated. They're already here.
0: They're already here. They're
3: here, incarnated as wanderers from higher dimensions. And... They're here to help.
0: So were they humans in previous lives or?
3: No. uh, Possibly some but I think the majority have come from all over many galaxies to this little corner on the spiral arm of the Milky Way because Earth is about to transition or is or has already begun to transition from the third dimension into the fourth dimension and her surface dwellers have to make the leap to the fourth dimension also in order to go on living here in their next incarnation. So in order to help as many people as possible be able to make that leap along with the planet, uh, many higher beings from higher fourth, fifth, and sixth dimensions have incarnated as babies um, because that's the rule. You can't cross the quarantine around Earth and just come here and interfere. That's not allowed, as the Anunnaki have found out. You will be taken to task by the Council of Nine responsible for this part of the galaxy. But you can incarnate as human if you are willing to give up your higher dimensional powers. And then if you manage to wake up in a human body, which is a heavy chemical vehicle compared to the vehicles of light beings in, say, the fifth dimension, then you can affect so much help and help, help humans who are, who are those of us who are only third dimensional to hold enough light to make the leap to fourth dimensional positive and not be, uh, Pushed along the dark path that the lords of Orion would like uh, into fourth dimensional negative or not even getting to the fourth dimension, just being stuck in the third dimension. And then you won't be able to come back to Earth. You'll have to find another third dimensional planet to incarnate on in your next life, which there are other third dimensional planets, but it's the idea is to keep moving up in the dimensions and to become more and more conscious and more and more light-filled.
0: Uh-oh, our conversation's on fire tonight.
3: Well, you're a good questioner. <laughs> um, you, you've you
0: been mentioning third, fourth, fifth, and sixth dimension. I think that's maybe an earl, uh, a point that we should start at here and explain the difference between them. As you say, we're about ready to transition.
3: Right. Uh where Earth is was a third was in the third dimension, and it's begin to go to the fourth dimension, which is a dimension of higher consciousness. Where in the third dimension we have to learn about love. We have free will here on Earth, and our task is to learn about love. And if you really can learn about love and know that it is the building block. Of everything, if you really get that, that out of love can create matter from nothing. Light creates love. And love can create matter from nothing. And if you can learn that love is the source of all creation and that love is a vibration within you, just as the divine is a vibration within us, if we can learn those lessons and that we are all one, that we are all part of the same brotherhood, and I include animals and trees and plants and lizards and elephants and humans all in that, then then you are ready to hold enough light, enough violet light to move to the fourth dimension where you have many more powers. Uh, for example, in the fourth dimension, you can remember the future as well as the past. In the third dimension, we don't remember the future because we're, we're, we've accepted the convention of time as a linear thing. Because we need time as a shock absorber. Because if we really realized that everything, that there was no time, and everything was happening at once, you know, our heads would explode. So we agree that, okay, you know, there are hours and days and time. But in fact, as Einstein told us, that there is really no time. There's just different levels of vibration. So for example... My book, Mission from Venus, is set in Venus on the sixth dimension with many fifth dimensional beings going there to train to incarnate on Earth. And Venus as we know it in the third dimension has a surface temperature of 800 degrees and an atmosphere of carbon dioxide and a cloud deck of sulfuric acid. So no, nothing can live there. But Venus in the sixth dimension... Is a paradise and that exists at the same time as Venus in every other dimension. So these beings have gathered all over, and most of the ones that are gathering in the book on Venus to train to come to Earth are fifth dimensional, which means that their form is made of light and they can travel. Any place they want in any universe in their Merkaba, which is a star tetrahedron which surrounds their body, which also surrounds our bodies, but ours only moves at nine tenths the speed of light. The counter rotating fields move at nine tenths the speed of light, but in higher dimensions they exceed the speed of light. So a fifth dimensional being on Venus who decides to visit Saturn's rings to check the Akashic records sets his or her vibration to the vibration of Saturn's rings, and instantaneously can be there. And we're not able to do that, though. Even in the third dimension, there are humans who travel out of their bodies at night while the body is sleeping, and they remember that. So they're not traveling at the speed of light, but they can't. We we can humans can leave our bodies and and travel, but we don't have much control over that. So as we go up in the dimensions, we have absolute control of locomotion and where we want to be. Also, language isn't, talking isn't necessary because in the higher dimensions, everything is mental telepathy. People know what they want to communicate and pick it up instantly. I don't know what it's like above in the very high dimensions because I've only received information about the fourth fifth and a little bit about the sixth, but i know that there's a seven and then the octaves repeat at a higher it repeats in the next octave one through seven and then i think in the next octave one through seven all the way back to source from which we all came when we flew out as a spark
0: what are some of these third dimensional planets that you talk about
3: I don't actually know. I know that Mars was a third-dimensional planet, and so was Maldek. Maldek was the one—I mean, I don't know in other galaxies what the third-dimensional planets are, but I know in in our solar system that Mars, before they blew, killed all their inhabitants with a nuclear war, was a third-dimensional planet. And Maldek, which is now the asteroid belt between Jupiter and Mars, was also a third-dimensional planet which destroyed itself in nuclear war. And Earth is a third-dimensional planet. But I I haven't received any information about uh, what's going on in the Sombrero galaxy or any of the other galaxies. But I know that there are planets uh, in all galaxies in, in all dimensions.
0: What does this uh, shift from the third to the fourth dimension or this transition, as you call it, mean for those of us here on Earth present day?
3: It means that things will lighten up. Um, There will be more love, more understanding among those that can live in the fourth dimension. It means that all the people, beings living in the fourth dimension will have mastered the concept of the brotherhood of men, that we are all one, and that what you do for yourself is also done for another, just like what you do for the other is done for yourself. Because in the third dimension, people are either in service to self or service to others. And we see this split, particularly in the United States now, there is a group, a huge group, a huge percentage of the population which believes only in service to self. I've got mine. Never mind you. I'm taking mine. I'm getting what I want. I don't care the consequences for anyone else. I, I take care of myself. You take care of yourself. And then there are those who feel we're all in this together, and we all need to help cover each other. We all need to... um work so that everyone is taken care of, that everyone is safe. Um, and that's where the wanderers come in. And Mission from Venus is a, follows eight wanderers. I mean, there are several thousand training on Venus. And I believe currently on Earth there are 70 million wanderers from the higher dimensions incarnate in human bodies trying to spread love. For example, Tesla was a wanderer, Jesus was a wanderer, Buddha, uh, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin. Um, you can recognize a wanderer because they want everyone to be cared for. And in this book, um, I'm in particular following four pairs of twin flames. Uh, and they're fifth dimensional beings who have agreed To return to the third dimension, um, give up their higher powers, incarnate as human, go through the veil of forgetting, forget that they were ever a higher dimensional being until they can wake up on earth. And their task is to incarnate and wake up and remember their task and their mission and their mission is to help all humans to wake up. So it's very risky for them because not only do they have to separate from their twin flame and possibly never find them again on earth, but they may never wake up once they incarnate. And if they don't wake up, then they'll be trapped in the third dimension incarnating again and again and again. And the third dimension is a very rough dimension because we have free will so people can choose good or evil and evil has to exist because people need to be able to make a choice that's part of the test of the third dimension so and in the meantime while these these wanderers training on venus sacrifice their higher powers incarnate squish themselves into the body and mind of an infant, a human infant, grow up. The dark lords of Orion are trying to slip through the quarantine around Earth and kill them before they can even grow up. Because they want Earth to go to the dark side. They want Earth to go to fourth dimensional dark. And the dark side wants to enslave humans because on the dark path, you get power by taking power over other beings, whereas on the light path, you get power through loving others and sharing with others. So that's the drama in the book. Will these eight wanderers that we're following, and they are born all over the planet, Mumbai, one is in Mumbai, one is in New York, Uh, they're spread out over the earth. And they have to come together, remember who they are, and if possible, reunite with their twin flame, which is a much deeper bond even than a soulmate. Because when a twin flame reunion occurs, there is a great explosion of love and consciousness. And so the dark side in particular does not want any twin flames to, to reunite. In general, the dark side goes after the weaker-minded individuals and enslaves them. But they will make an exception for twin flames because it's such a big catch if they can ensnare one of them for the dark side.
0: Will some folks get left behind in the third dimension?
3: Yes. Not everyone will be able to hold enough light to move to the fourth dimension. And so when they die, their natural death, they will not be coming back to Earth. And I think you, you can recognize a f- third dimensional being who will not make the leap by their greed, by their self interest, by their recklessness, by their lying, um, by their unwillingness to consider the welfare of everyone. They're very them and us. You know, if you're not us, you're going to be put in a cage at the border. If you're us, You know, you're going to get a big fat tax break. It's not hard to see who's in service to self and who's in service to others. And those who are in service to self will eventually learn lessons of love, but they won't be doing it on Earth. They'll be doing it on some other third dimensional planet.
0: What about how these dimensional beings differ from the rest of us? Are there things that we would be able to determine looking at them? Are there things within that would distinguish them from you and I? I don't know. Maybe you're a dimensional being. I don't know if I am.
3: If you're talking to me, you probably are a wanderer. Um, And anybody who buys this book is probably a wanderer, too, because hearing the word wanderer will awaken people. And they will realize whether or not they are look at there's seventy million of us. No, they, that we don't look any different. You don't look any different because you're in a human body. The difference is what you're interested in, the questions you ask yourself, um, what occupies your mind, how loving you are to your family, to your friends, to strangers, to animals. Um, what what do you bring to the world, what you share with the world? You know, we're not living in a heartless universe. Um, the universe dwells in a state of timeless ecstasy. And the more joy that you hold, the closer you are to that, to that state of orgasm, cosmic orgasm. So it isn't visible, but it's a vibration. Wanderers have a slightly different vibration. They attract people. They want to communicate with people like-minded people you know humans we're not just an example of what hydrogen atoms can do given 14 billion years of cosmic evolution that's a way understatement of what we are we are we are divine incarnate and that's what the wanderers want to tell everybody i mean and wanderers are in every profession look at tolstoy i'm sure tolstoy was a wanderer look what he said Everything I know, I know because of love. People who talk like that are more likely to be wanderers than people who say, you know, no, I'm, I'm taking what I want and, you know, I worked hard, I got it. You just have to work hard and get it for yourself. Never mind if it's not a level playing field. Let's keep people out. Just hoard what we have for us. Shut the others out. Those are not wanderers. Those are stuck in the third dimension. But everyone eventually wakes up. We all wake up. So not to worry for them or judge them or fear them. They're just taking a little longer to learn the lessons about love.
0: What you're about to share uh, with us when we come back after the news uh, and we dive into this subject, uh, what do you say to those who think it's science fiction or it's fantasy?
3: Um, You can take this however you like. You can say that it's science fiction, and it will still work on your consciousness and prepare you for when you might be ready to look at it more deeply. But it's okay. Take it how you will. Science fiction is a great gift to humans. And if people want to read this as science fiction, I'm delighted. If they want to read it as the story of Earth... That's fine, too. You know, It is. I feel it's a retelling of our human story where magic is real. But it is also science fiction to some, and that's great. That's fine, too.
0: My guest is Dr. Susan Plunkett. She's the author of Mission from Venus, and we'll continue with her from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I'm Jeremy Scott.
1: is streaming 24-7 on the TuneIn Radio app and at pairofnormalradio.com
2: Listen up guys are you experiencing any of the following fatigue less drive poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today at 800-509-4017. That's 800-509-4017. Save the money, save the hassles, and get the better blue pill. Call 800-509-4017. That's 800-509-4017.
1: And like us on Facebook at Parabnormal Show to stay up to date. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man. You just go on there and point and click, 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 Join our group for live chats, news, and discussion on everything somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Send us a direct message through the contact section at ParabnormalRadio.com or by text at 818-672-6865. Stay connected into the Parabnormal. normal.
4: For Abnormal News, I'm Brad Bernards. A series of howls and shrieks recorded in the Canadian wilderness have left a hunter and government biologist searching for explanations. Gino Mekus was out hunting grouse with his wife and grandson in the forests of northwestern Ontario, more than 50 kilometers from the closest town, when they heard a series of eerie noises in the distance. When it let out the first scream, I thought it was a moose, but my mind changed when it screamed again and again, Mikus told Weiss. The howls initially came from the distance, but soon they appeared to move much closer, said Mikis. The recording prompted speculation that it offered evidence of the Sasquatch said to roam the hinterlands of Canada. Biologists with Ontario's Ministry of Resources and Forestry are skeptical that the sounds came from an unidentified species. but also admit they are not certain of the source, said spokeswoman Jolanta Kowalski in the emailed statement to media. Japan's enterprising asteroid sampling spacecraft began their journey home Tuesday, November 12, packed full of precious space rocks that scientists can't wait to get their hands on. After more than a year packed full of work at the Rocky Body, mission scientists will now spend a year waiting for the spacecraft's return to Earth. After the applause, project manager Tsuda murmured a goodbye that sounded both affectionate and a touch lonely, mission personnel wrote on the spacecraft's Twitter. As Hayabusa 2 leaves its erstwhile companion, one of the signature activities of the mission will take on a new tone. For months, the spacecraft has beamed home sequences of images showing Dugu gradually growing larger as the probe approached its target for individual maneuvers. Now that sequence is playing out one final time in reverse in an imaging campaign dubbed Goodbye Dugu. The series was scheduled to last for five days until November 18th at Mission Control, with the new image appearing on the mission website every half hour or so for a few hours a day. Read more about tonight's news at parabnormalradio.com. I'm Brad Bernard's Parabnormal News.
1: paranormal, traveling as close to the speed of light as the radio waves will allow, without frying ourselves.
0: It's a mission from Venus tonight. Dr. Susan Plunkett is my guest. Her website is susanplunkett.com. We were talking off air about the past lives of the wanderers. In how many different forms or in, in what forms did they live their previous life before, well, reincarnating?
3: Uh. They could have lived in any galaxy because, remember, these wanderers are fifth dimensional beings. So they've lived for billions of years in galaxies that are in, in solar systems much older than ours. They could have been bipedal, quadrupedal, uh, tripedal, had, you know, sensors or eyes. They could have been any form you could imagine. I think I, I mentioned to you during the break, picture picture the bar from scene from Star Wars, uh where you see all these different beings because in the higher dimensions you can just by thinking it change your form into anything you want, just because thought creates reality in higher dimensions. So these beings have lived a long time in many places in many forms. And they've agreed to squeeze into a human baby to help planet Earth and take great risk of falling asleep in this dimension, because this is a heavy vibration, the third dimension, if you're a higher being, used to a fifth dimensional vibration, which is much lighter and faster. So just picture the Star Wars scene in the bar, and you'll have an idea, and When they go to Venus in the book for training, they're requested by the Masters of Light to take a bipedal form with a head and two other appendages with five digits on each appendage. So they can get used to it for when they come into incarnation here. But you, me, all of your listeners, and the wanderers have had many, many, many lives in many, many, many forms. We think this is me. These are my hands, my fingernail, my eyes. This is for now. These are a bunch of borrowed atoms that came together for us to use. And when we drop this human vehicle, go back into our light form and go into the life between life place, we will be an oval of light. And I visited that place myself with the help of a a regressionist who didn't take me to past lives, but who took me to my last death and then to the life between life place and wow was that a trip it was 8 hours of working with this it, it was actually a psychologist who was trained in life between life regression and you get to you get to experience absolute love absolute mental telepathy and light at one point he looked He said to me, and I didn't want to talk to him. He was recording, and I was laying on a chaise because he kept interrupting me because I was carrying on through mental telepathy, and I didn't want to talk because it was a big interruption. But if I didn't talk, he wouldn't have been able to tape anything. And so at one point he said to me, look down and tell me what you look like. And I looked, and I was just about... A five to six to seven foot oval of blue light, and then he said, "What's your name?" And without skipping a beat, I said, "Sonam." I don't know where that came from. I never heard that word before, um, but it was just—it was just there. And Sonam is one of the char- one of the characters in Mission from Venus. She's one part of a twin flame pair. And her partner is Ativio. And they're from the violet planet. And they've come and volunteered for this mission. They're also volunteers from the Pleiades, uh, from Venus herself, from Arcturus. uh, Because beings live inside of stars as well. We live on the surface. We're surface dwellers on Earth. But there are beings living inside of other space entities
0: susan this information uh clearly you didn't just uh, pull out of uh, thin air this is information that you believe uh you have channeled correct
3: yes and it was a long time in opening up that channel because i was not wanting to do it i was afraid i was told in the early 90s uh, that i could channel and i blocked that information then in 2011, I was told again by a different intuitive, a very powerful intuitive who's deceased now, that I was a channel. And I, and I again was afraid, but who will come through? What will come through? I, I, I don't wanna, I'm not gonna do it. But by 2015, 2016, I started to feel safer because the information was coming through anyway. And I you,
0: you couldn't stop the flow of this if you wanted to. So might as well embrace it. Right.
3: Right. And now it's so positive and it is so healing to me. And I am happiest when I am sitting down writing this stuff. Um, I, I've already finished. And I, they told me this is a trilogy. And I have already finished the second book, which is Wanderers on Earth. The first book, Mission from Venus, ends as these beings finish their training on Venus and are born into eight different cities around the whole planet. Um, It ends with their birth as infants. The second book, Wanderers on Earth, begins with them when they're 21 years old and they're starting to wake up. And we hear about their childhood and their near death experiences because the Dark Lords of Orion are trying to kill them. And we hear that they know that there's something a little funky about them. You know, they know that they're a little different and their parent, their Earth parents know they're a little different, but they're always trying to hide it, um, because they don't want danger to come to their kids because each of the wanderers also, you know, they have powers. So when I sit down, I don't know what I'm going to write. And, for example, I haven't started the third book because I've been launching the first book. So I don't even know the title of it, and I don't know what's going to be in it. Um, but I, I am confident that uh, it'll just download. It's And I've asked. Who is talking to me you know who who are you and they don't give me names or anything they just say we're timeless beings we're part of the, the logos we're the old ones and we want you to put these images we send you into story um and you trained with us before you took form on earth in the third dimension we were preparing you to do this but you you didn't want to do it. You got afraid. In fact, they told me that when I was in the womb, I tried to leave. I I didn't want to. I got scared. I didn't want to stay on Earth. But I did stay because they had prepared me to receive the stream because they wanted me to write something which would help awaken people to the wonder of life, to bring people out of their chrysalis and into their butterfly. Um, but I guess I got really scared at various times and didn't remember what I was supposed to do and what I had been trained to do. Um, and I just thought that I was just a psychologist. Um, but as a psychologist, you don't help very many people in the course of even 30 years of private practice, which I have been in New York City in private practice for 30 years. And, you know, it's in the hundreds. But with a book, it will, I believe, and they told me, it will find its way to the right people like you or your listeners, people who are ready to have this information. And it doesn't really matter if they see it as science fiction or they see it as a true story of Earth. Let Look at Star Wars. I believe Star Wars is an approximate truth of what's really going on in the galaxy. Um, but many people just think Star Wars is just pure science fiction. But Lucas himself said that he channeled that, those, those stories. So it doesn't matter. People can take it at however they want. We have free will here and we're all going to get there. We're all going to evolve. And that's the beauty of it. Um, and many changes are happening now. The last thing that they told me was that. In January 2020, um, there's going to be a big shift on the whole planet, and many truths will be revealed. In fact, there's some kind of conjunction of something on January 12th. Astrologers probably know. I'm not an astrologer. And a lot of lies will be revealed in many governments around the globe, not only ours. I mean, the lies have already started to be revealed in the United States. So this is an exciting time for us to be on Earth, and many eyes around the galaxy are watching and rooting for us or watching and hoping to take advantage and enslave the humans if they're on the dark path. But I think at the time of the harmonic convergence, which was, I don't know, 1987, it was already decided that Earth would go to the light. And Earth would be a paradise in the fourth dimension, which really chokes me up when I think of that, because this planet is so beautiful. And humans at their best are so beautiful, almost as beautiful as like the love dogs give or donkeys give, you know, that pure love. I think the higher our vibration, the more we become like puppies full of love. Um And I I have a very, very positive feeling for what's coming on the planet. I don't get any negativity from them. You know, yes, there's evil, but evil has a purpose. Evil provides an opportunity for people to exercise free will. You can be one of the ones who cages other beings, or you can be one of the ones who wants everyone to be free and well. And you can make your choice without being judged. I mean, maybe some people will judge you, but if you understand how things work, then you realize everybody's on the path and they are where they are and they act from their level of consciousness or their level of vibration.
0: By the way, for those who just joined us, uh, the shift you've mentioned about in January 2020, just a couple of months from now, uh, is that shift from the third to fourth dimension we talked about earlier, right?
3: Uh, No, this is a shift... I'm not an astrologer, but the the timeless beings who, who speak, you know, who download said that there's some. Now, we've already begun the shift into the fourth dimension, I think. But um, this shift has to do with some planets going conjunct and rocking, you know, rocking the whole planet Earth. So and, you know, we are in the age of Aquarius and in well, the age just, of just
0: uh, we just went through retrograde and it's been doing a number on everything. Yeah. So I, I I'm kind of not looking forward to doing it all over again soon.
3: Yeah. Retrogrades are rough, especially, you know, when Venus goes retrograde, but um, or Mercury. But though know, this this shift that begins, they say, January 12th, 2020, and goes on for years Um, will be a shift toward truth being revealed. This is a shift about reality being revealed on the planet, all over the planet. And that will be hard. I think it will be hard for some people, but it will be, it will be life affirming for others. Um, we were for 2000 years in the Piscean age where many things could be hidden. But in the 40s, 1947, I think, we began to shift into the age of Aquarius. And we are fully in the age of Aquarius, I think, as of 2012. So nothing stays hidden in the age of Aquarius. Everything comes out. And apparently in January 2020 even more truths will be revealed and more lies will be revealed, particularly in some governments around the world. I don't know which ones. Hmm,
0: I wonder what you could be alluding to there.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, But, you know, truth is already coming out, you know, about what the Russians have done or the Saudis have done or we've done. Um, But apparently there'll be a seismic shift after January 12th, 2020 in All of us knowing things that maybe only a few people know now.
0: What kinds of powers do these wanderers have?
3: Uh, Well, mental telepathy for one. But then in addition, and and even they even have some, as soon as they wake up in the third dimension, they will regain some of their other powers. That is, they can um, travel uh, using their Merkaba, the star tetrahedron around them by setting the frequency to what they want. But each of the wanderers that I'm following, the eight of them have other powers. Some can touch an object and know the whole history of anyone who's ever owned it. Uh, Some can double themselves. Some can multiply themselves endlessly. Some can change themselves to any form they want by thinking it, even if they're not in their fifth dimensional form. Um, You know, Various types of powers, but in the fifth dimension, when they are in their light bodies, they all have all the powers. But I've just chosen some for them to use on Earth, and the powers start to bleed through. For example, one of the wanderers has the power to become invisible or make anything she wants invisible. And as a child, this one is particular is born in Moscow in the book. She... Um, She'd be playing hide and seek with her human siblings and she would totally disappear, freaking out her parents and her siblings. And when she disappeared, she would be back on Venus and they would send her back to Earth again. So things like that are in the story. How as children, they can't control their powers and they don't fully know that they're wanderers yet. They all they tend to wake up after 21. But they know because Things have happened when they're little, um, and they've been helped and harmed by different forces as they're growing up. I tried to make it an interesting story, or to put to story ideas that will help us understand what might be going on on the planet.
0: Is there a battle taking place right now among these dimensional beings, Susan?
3: I believe that there is. I believe that they, they battle through trying to get control of us, but they also battle with light in the higher dimensions, and in book two, I, I, I there are several. I elaborate several battles that are going on. About one uh, is about
0: light. the means of, of how they would control us.
3: Yeah, exactly. How they how they attempt to control us, um, and how they the higher dimensional beings battle the light against the dark because. The dark and the light are both paths to the divine up to a certain point. Some people gain power and move up through the dimensions on the dark path. And sometimes the dark and the light consider each other. You know, there's a meditative integrity of darkness considering light and light considering dark because they're both part of the divine. Everything is part of the divine. So... So they battle in various dimensions up to the sixth dimension, and in the higher sixth dimension, there's no way forward except on the path of light back to the divine. But one, two, three, four, five, and low six, um, there can be a lot of what we would consider evil and light darkness and light battling.
0: There's a, there's a dark side and, there, and there's a, a light side of this fight.
3: Right, right. And the wanderers are on the light side. The dark lords of Orion are on the dark side. And they want to enslave people and torture them and control them. And the light side wants to come from love. It wants everybody to dwell in a state of timeless ecstasy.
0: Do they have a message for those of us on Earth here?
3: Yes, they do. And that's why they incarnate the wanderers. They want to tell us that we need to take the long view. We have to keep heart. We have to accept that we're the creators of ourselves and let go of limitations, of, of limited thinking, that we have to use everything that happens to us as a catalyst for our growth and to accept the fact that we agreed to anything that happens to us before we incarnate it and not to resent it, that it, it's all good. It's all a catalyst so that we can wake up and that even the least conscious among us carries a spark of the divine and will evolve and eventually become enlightened. So it's all good.
0: And on that note, I want to thank you for coming on the program, Dr. Susan Plunkett, author of Mission from Venus. Uh, it's been an absolute privilege having you on this show.
3: Oh, thank you so much. I love talking to you. You're a great questioner and a great listener, Jeremy. And, you know, Godspeed.
0: I appreciate that. Keep in touch
3: with the divine within you.
0: Absolutely. Make sure that you go check out uh, Dr. Susan Plunkett. Click the links on my website to get to her website and to her book. Just an absolutely fascinating premise. As far as what the future holds here on this program, friends, we've got so much going on here on the program you know, I have just really been blessed to be in the situation that I am in. Things are really looking good for the show. Uh, and I wish I could say more than that, but uh, I would get in some trouble if I said more than that. So we're just going to keep it at that. But we will have more information in the coming weeks because uh, this show is, is about to really, really take off. You know, we've been ramping this up all of 2019 to get us to be where we want to be. I mentioned about a year ago on the program that we were going to get this program syndicated, whether it took a whole bunch of money to throw at the syndicators to put this show on the air, and then it was even a gamble as to not we could convince radio stations to pick up the satellite feed, and if they didn't, it's a lot of wasted money. So we found a way to distribute this program independently, which means a lot more work for yours truly, but it's the... Direction in which I want to take this show to help it grow to the next dimension, should we call it. So lots of exciting things are happening. I know the shows have been kind of short lately. But I think by the start of the new year, uh, that will quickly be out of your mind. And you'll forgive me for using that time to focus on the long-term strategy of the program. So that means... New affiliates, more affiliates, and you'll be able to hear this place, this show in more places than you do currently. We're going to be launching that over the coming weeks. We will be announcing some things on our Twitter and Facebook page and on the website as they are confirmed. We're not going to put the cart before the horse, but there's a lot of exciting things brewing behind the scenes that in due time we will announce on the air. And I think you're going to like these changes. For the most part, the show is going to sound the exact same way that it has sounded for a long time. But there's going to be a few slight changes that if you listen real carefully, you might notice. Other than that, the show is staying the same. Nobody's bought into the program. Nobody's taking my microphone away. Nobody's telling me what to say. I still have a free voice and a free forum to talk about what I want to on the program and uh, I will always cherish that you know I've always been worried about when that day comes and if somebody takes over this program and makes me do it a certain way I don't know how comfortable I would be with that so I'm lucky to be in the situation that I am to continue to grow this show week after week and I want to thank again Bill Freeze and staff over at TalkStream Live for putting this program on the Paranormal Radio app Number five among active shows on the Paranormal Radio app. That is absolutely amazing, friends. We've got a treat coming up for you next. I'm going to high-five Joe Roop and Ryan Gable, Clyde and J.D. Lewis from the Fringe FM. And for the next two hours, it's the Ground Zero Lounge right here live on Into the Paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. Thank you for supporting our advertisers. It keeps the show free for everyone.
5: This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How do you like to learn the secret to losing three to five pounds a week without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt Rx. For the last two decades, we've helped countless people lose thousands of pounds. And now... It's your turn. Learn how to lose weight with one simple phone call and no prescription needed. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a risk free money back guarantee. So if you're ready to start losing weight, call right now and get a free month supply with your first order of Body Sculpt RX. Call now. You have nothing to lose but the pounds. 800 395 4207. 800 395 4207. That's 800-395-4207.
0: You've heard me talking about My Patriot Supply for a while and things aren't getting any easier. From global conflicts and unstable supply chains, when shelves run on empty, you don't have to panic. Choose Peace of Mind with their three-month emergency food supply to keep your shelves and your stomach full. In an emergency, you won't have the time, resources, and ingredients to prepare your meals in the way you're used to. But you can get a leg up with my Patreon supply. It's a three-month emergency food supply. You don't have to skimp. It's ready when you are. It's disaster-proof. And no food boredom here. Twenty plus flavorful food and drink varieties. My Patriot Supply is offering a special deal for into the Paranormal listeners. When you go to ParanormalRadio.com/slash-food, get your My Patriot Supply today from ParanormalRadio.com/slash-food. That's ParanormalRadio.com/slash-food.